Segura Show! It's me, everybody. It's Johnny. Welcome to the podcast. This is live to tape the podcast episode show. I just said, this is me, the guy, Jimmy Jack, John, Jim Pemberton, Kevin Wishers, the houseboat, magnificent, dump tech, dredge bedge, bubble, rub cub, tub snubber, all those things and more. We've got a notch filter hum at 80 hertz ready to get lick shot in here. Thanks for being here. This is the intro to the podcast. I've got dog hair in my mouth. <laughs> when isn't it in there? It's shedding season. It's tough season here at the home of the, ra- <laughs> home of the ranch. I don't know. Okay, uh, here's the deal. This is the introduction of the podcast. I have a fucking outstanding podcast for you today. This one's a real... I mean, it's a real lick shot, baby. This is a real... A real grunge brunch, okay? I'm talking about the... It's all locked in. So a couple of things of, of note and order to tell you about. Um, today, you probably already know this by now, but today the the album I recorded of prank phone calls and other types of hold music that is uh, known as Recorded for Quality Assurance is going to be available digitally. That's May 15th on iTunes, Spotify. I guess uh, those are the only two things I know about. Maybe... Um, Maybe there's something else out there that has music, but those things for sure will have it. So check it out. I know a lot of you are very uh, irked, dis- disrupted by the lack of availability of the cassette tapes. That it was a problem at the beginning because of uh, some dates that weren't made available to me or just not clearly enough to me to tell you guys, tell you all, tell y'all that those weren't going to be the way they are and they have been. So... Just bear, bear, uh, bear, bear witness to your own self being patient with the fact that there will be more tapes coming available at the SBI Press store online if you don't get them through me directly. Uh, so know that. So, yeah, you check out the album Recorder for Quality Assurance. Johnny Pemberton, Google that up. Search it up on your engine for iTunes search window and buy the album. If you don't want to buy the album, then don't listen to it. <laughs> I fucking said it. The only way to support the podcast here is to go to Live to Tape. Um, it's the Live to Tape Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. That is the only way to support the podcast. I now will be running some ads on the podcast. So that's a new thing. Uh, Starburns, you know, there's been some changes over there. And now we're fun- kind of getting back in the groove, so to speak. So be aware of Podcast, I suggest you go to patreon.com slash live to tape and become a, a Patreon member. It's very inexpensive and you get a lot of good stuff if you do it. Yeah. I am strange. So do that. Patreon.com slash live to tape. It's the only way to support the podcast. It's uh, I, I will engage with you on there. The big thing I want to talk about is I have a tour coming up here in June, okay? The tour is uh, starting on June 6th in Boston. 
at a place called 7.30 Tavern. I'm doing two shows. Why? I don't know, but I'm doing two shows. Boston, June 6th, the 7.30 Tavern. It's right in the middle of the smack dab in the part of town where all the kids spend, I don't know, someone else's money to go to school for $50,000 a semester. (laughs) Then I've got... I'll be in uh, New York City on June 8th at Union Hall. Okay, there's tickets available for this now. I'll be posting those ticket links on my website, on my Twitter account page online, and visible through the app and also Instagram. I'll have those ticket links up soon. That's June 8th in uh, New York City. June 9th, I'll be in Philadelphia at Good Good. This venue comes highly recommended from lots of cool people. Bull, bull. What? 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 Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So that's good, good. Philadelphia, June 9th. June 10th, I'll be in Washington, D.C., where the president lives. And that's at a place called The Big Hunt. Like a place you go hunting if you're big at the. June 10th, Washington, D.C. June 11th, I'll be in Norfolk, Virginia. The venue is TBD, but if you live in Norfolk, I bet bet you're going to go. Not a big town, but I'm visiting my old good friend, George Booker, and it's going to be a blaster. Super stoked about the Norfolk show because that sort of just came together organically. And you know how much I love organic. Organic. (laughs) (laughs) Then Tuesday, June 12th, I'll be at the Dead Crow in Wilmington, North Carolina. That's a great club. It is a club, but I'll tell you what, it's a great club. I have some of the some of the best comedy I've ever done in my life I did there. Uh, there's a possibility I'll be doing a show in Nashville later that week and a possibility of Chattanooga, but it's probably that's probably gonna be it, okay? So those are the cities. June sixth to June twelfth. Check my stuff to find out more. Please please come. Um, they're gonna be just you know you you're gonna just you're gonna get melted, okay? And if you're a fan of the podcast and you come up and talk to me about that afterwards, I will be overjoyed because there's nothing then in truth in life there's nothing comedians or anybody loves more in this world than someone who's a fan of the podcast because there's just something about it it's like being hey uh, you know your mom you know she has a, another son you don't know yet it's kind of like that actually that's kind of overstating it I think like a bit oops and those are all the things I want to tell you about those are pretty much all the things I wanted to tell you about Obviously, I would love for you to go see Action Point in theaters June 1st and your local theater. Uh, maybe, you know, buy several tickets for yourself and for everyone just to go check out and watch it and just be a real, like, real, super like, engaged in that thing. Get your fabulous all leather and ready for Heather. Please welcome and understand this is a great podcast with my guests, Anna Sergio. Tape. It's me. It's your boy, Tippy Whipweather. 
Garrison Confusion, Jimmy Jack, the Peppercorn Dunk Tank, Old Jackfruit Expressway, aka the Spray Boys. You're in the guzzle hut and you're gonna get guzzled. You're oh hey, what's up? Coffee and water, there's water there for you. Oh, you already came cupped. Yeah. No, she came cupped. I came cupped. I pre cupped. She pre cupped. I pre cupped. I'm sorry. <laughs> she pre cupped. She pre cupped. Those are your headphones. My cans? Those are your cans. My panties. Load them up. Get them ready. <laughs> when you hear what you hear, you hear it. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> They tell Peter Pan, he's like, Peter, you're flying. Or is that something else? I think, uh, I don't know if the... they ever told him they're flying, but do you remember Nana? Nana. Nana, the dog that didn't oh my get to God. go? Nana's the best. Nana, I think about Nana all so, the time. So much. I'm thinking about Nana right now. Nana, to me, is <sighs> prince of dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she was a, she was a Nana. She was a Nana. Yeah. But uh, bound by a chain. chain watching down. him fly away. Uh-huh. All right. I feel like she says, Peter, you're flying. Peter, you're flying. Peter! There was this old British show that I don't know how to watch anymore. It was like a kid's show. Yeah. And it was about like kids with like superpowers. By the way, we listened to a song by Patrick Cowley called Hot Beach. This is from an album called Afternooners. I just discovered this. I love it's, Patrick Cowley. You do? Yeah. Hannah, SF guy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. Because like this is something I just discovered and I can't even fucking handle He's how. He's great. It's so subtle and... Ugh. He was... Do you know Sylvester? Yes. He was like Sylvester's Sylvester's guy. He's Sylvester's beat boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But that's like that's like uh late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. hardcore party scene yeah. disco stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I love I love Patrick Miller. Yeah, this is really killer. The the thing I was gonna tell Anna Saragina, the current guest. Oh 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 Anna wow. Saragina, who's oh. currently the guest, already has been. <laughs> has been. There's this old British show. It was a bunch of kids who had like powers. They could teleport. It was like a classic kind of British show where it's lit that certain way and it looks that certain way. Probably from like the early '90s, maybe. And there was uh, one American kid. His name was Megabyte. Uh-huh. And there was one part like. He got the powers. He didn't have the powers. Everyone else had him. Uh-huh. He was kind of jealous, and he think he felt left out. Yeah. But then somehow he got him, and this little British kid goes, Megabot, you can teleport! <laughs> Megabot, you can teleport! <laughs> oh, I mean, I've, I've been, it's been in my head for maybe 20 years. Yeah. I remember watching it in the basement of my... Of our parents' friend's house, my brother Jeff, we both would always say, Megabot, you can teleport! Teleport! <laughs> and all I could do, all I could have to do right now is Google Megabot, you can teleport, and I could find out what this is, but also I'm kind of like, I'm just nah. not, I'm just no, not no, gonna no, know. No, no, no. I'm not gonna know. <laughs> no. I'm not gonna know. Hi, we're listening, you're, you're listening live to tape. Oh, thanks, Matt. Jesus Christ, that's awesome. Coffee. Is that is that a New York cup? It's a fucking classic. Oh my god, is that a classic New York cup? From a great diner. Oh my god. 
I don't know about you, but I love going to Creek Diners in New Freaking York. Oh, New Freaking York. New Freaking York. Oh, you know about oh, that. Oh, I know exactly about she that. Knows exactly about that. <laughs> uh, we're getting started here. Uh, if you didn't know, this podcast is sponsored to you by Yogurt, uh, mm-hmm. unflavored yogurt, t- typically Bellwether Farms. Do you have any sponsors that you want to mention at the top of the podcast? Actually, also yogurt would also be great. Yogurt, okay. Or maybe a kefir. A kefir, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. A kefir. I always thought it was... I used to call it kefir, but then I started calling it kefir. Kefir? Okay. <laughs> a kefir. <laughs> a kefir. Kefir. What do you call it? Well, in Russian, it would be kefir. But I've Americanized because I don't want... You know what's great is we what's got that? to that without even me having to ask. Yeah. Like, Anna, could you say <laughs> so, my birthday in Russian? So I absolutely could. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the many reasons why I can't sit down here tonight. You were born in Russia. I sure was. Uh, no good music. <laughs> I sure was no good music. I sure was. I sure was. Uh, where in Russia? Moscow. Moscow. The that's big the, daddy. That's the, what they call that's it. the big kahuna. It's known as the big one. It's the big one. The big kahuna, the big daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, home of the Kremlin. No, home of the Ke- Kremlin. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. How far is that from Kiev where they make that chicken oh, with honey, the butter in it? The, well, the chicken with the butter, I mean, that rests that's, That rests a, a safe train right away. Okay. You know, so you're... Born yeah. in Moscow. Born in Moscow. Crazy time. And how? Pretty crazy what, time. When did you come here? When I was twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. So that's a cool age because you definitely understand things, but you're also yeah. probably in hindsight there's things like, oh, that's what that was. I yeah. didn't realize. What's the thing that to you, in hindsight, is most sort of, I guess not disturbing, but maybe well maybe disturbing, but maybe like uh, the most um, your adult sense of things is so different from how you thought I was a kid. Well, I I guess like a big what one of the first culture shock moments. Right. When I first moved and I first moved to Canada. Okay. I should say we're in Canada. Nicer. Vancouver. Oh, great place. Gorgeous. She's a beaut. It really is a beaut. She really is a beaut. If you haven't been to Vancouver, she's a beaut. She's you gotta check her out. I went for the first time recently and I was like, wow. It's wonderful. You drive it that island, you're just like, yeah. oh, did somebody make this for filming purposes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They film a lot of stuff there. <sighs> for good know. reason. For good reason, but uh-huh. it's expensive. No. Yeah, it is expensive. So, you know. Way expensive. More expensive. Um, so you moved to Vancouver. I moved to the culture coop. shock. Biggest culture shock. Day one. Uh-huh. Dad's friend, who's at this point been living in the United States for 10 years. Is he also Russian? Also Russian. Okay. All the featured players in the story. Yeah, you got to be. Russian. Yeah. You have to be. To, to hang with us? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we went into a supermarket, uh-huh. which there had been like a couple of at the time in Moscow, but not not a lot. Not a supermarket. Not a supermarket. Yeah. I tell you what. Mini. Junior. Uh, and he opened a can of Coke before he bought it. Oh. And just was walking around the store drinking it. Yeah. And I felt like such a sheer panic. Terror because I was like they're gonna ki- they're gonna kill us. Oh, because in Moscow it? that would be a big deal. Yeah, you can't open a drink oh, before you okay. purchase it. And I the the one supermarket I had been to, they're like guys with guns, like oh, security shit. guards. Oh not, yeah, you know. Nothing. But still, they have guns at a they fucking have, supermarket. Yeah, so you're not sampling before you're buying. No, you know what I mean. That was I at the time very scared. I don't know if that's the answer you really. I mean, I wasn't for, looking but... for an answer. I'm looking for I'm looking for a truth. I'm just yeah, a, that's truth a truth searcher. <laughs> that's a classic PSB. That's a classic. <laughs> a, pre- a pre-sale beverage. Exactly. I, yeah. did, I didn't know. And he was like, it's fucking, calm down. You're here now. You know? You're here. That has got to be a thing. I mean, I've done some world traveling. I've done some third world traveling. Mm-hmm. And when you come to America, there is like a thing when you just, once you're in, it's kind of like, ah. <sighs> yeah. 
there is like oh, a yeah. there's something about America that's just like Comfy. you know you know you're pre- you're gonna get a fair shake yeah probably <laughs> yeah. more so than other places yeah what third world have I was you... in South I went to South Africa I went to that's probably the most extreme that's I guess I'm trying to think of something else um. How was it? How was South Africa? I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. I've been meaning to do a. I, was there a year ago? Yeah. I keep meaning to. What I want to do is get a journalist or someone who's like a journalist to have me be a guest on my own podcast. Yeah. To sort of talk about this stuff because I've talked about it in part mm-hmm. a lot with people tangentially. It's like a thing where people have heard pieces of it. But I've never really just been like, oh, here's two hours of me explaining this experience because it really was like a. I mean, you get outside of Europe. I mean, Europe's just America with like a different flavor, yeah. like a cool yeah. jacket. Cool jacket, big, different hats. Cool jacket, thin scarf. Shat, weird shoes. <laughs> weird shoes. Why weird shoes. Like I, we saw, <laughs> yeah. Brent and I went to Huntington Gardens the other day. Saw these two girls um, walking around. I was like, are these, uh, this girl had like these kind of weird sort of black utility jeans on uh-huh. and some sort of very normal looking, uh, like a, a male style of a, of a boot, like a hiking boot. And like a cool flower print shirt on, it was long sleeve, mm-hmm. and her hair was long, down her middle of her back, and she had some sort of almost John Lennon esque sunglasses on, but she had this really, kind of like uh, this purse that was really small, the kind of purse you see, you know, you see people on the bus who get, um, I'm trying to think how to say this without seeming like an asshole, but. <laughs> There's certain people who ride the bus who are developmentally disabled, yeah. and they have this. There's this sort of faux leather, black vinyl pouch that yeah. you see. I would see it all the time for like maybe f- for all their stuff. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, and it's usually about maybe five inches by seven yes. inches, hanging off the neck. Hang on the neck usually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of thick. She had one of those on, and I was like, "Is this an American hipster?" And mm-hmm. her friend was dressed even weirder. And Britt's like, oh, these are foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's what this is. These are foreign yeah. hipsters. That's probably a, a, a passport holder. I guess so. Yeah. Or it's just like that thing where, I don't know, it's like a norm, some some, some sort of European norm core love, variant. Love a European <laughs> norm like core. This, the other girl <laughs> yeah. had this bag. was like the kind of bag you would imagine a woman in her 60s hitting the shit out of you yeah, with yeah. If, you try, <laughs> if you insulted her yeah. in like a in like someplace outside of Cincinnati in a Polish yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Like, just to kind of like, oh, the, yeah. the purse beat. Oh, yeah. It's like this is this is a or any woman at John's. Any a John's. Oh, you, oh. there has to be a distinction Ooh. made, listeners. If you're listening from outside of Southern California, you may not be familiar with our supermarkets, and we oh, have one God. called Vons, mm-hmm. which is a reasonable, mid-level, run of the mill. We've you've seen it. Yeah, it's got yeah. what you need. It's got what you need, mm-hmm. and some of what you want. Mm-hmm. It's not Whole Foods. It's not, not a lot sprouts. of what you want. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you got. John's, John's, which is no H. It is literally no. the exact same font as Vaughn's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which no one has ever been able to explain to me. I think maybe no. it's some classic bullshit of ownership. Like, the brothers, they disagreed. Oh, you get I'm, you got Vaughn's? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm taking fucking John's. Yeah. I want to know the story really badly, actually. It's sure like I... your British show. I, I keep meaning to type it in. Yeah. But I'd rather almost not know. You know what I think it is? Might be it might be the answer is so fucking boring that yeah. I've learned it and forgotten it because it's just 
I think it's like Taco John's and Del Taco or Del Taco and Taco Bell. Yeah. That was an early on ownership split. A split, yeah. And Solo. they're both like, oh, you're not going to do it? Well, fuck <laughs> you. I'm doing it on my own. <laughs> yeah. And one guy's significantly better. I'm doing my own. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no Del Taco. tacos. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm going my own way. <laughs> yeah. Del Taco. I My first experience coming to Los Angeles, uh-huh. I had lived in San Diego at the time. Okay. Shaded past the San Diego. San Diego's. Boy, I hate it. You you hate San Diego? I hate it so much. Can I say this? Please. I mean, I haven't had a lot of experience there. Yeah. Something about San Diego just makes me feel good. Makes you feel good. It's like I find it very relaxing. I find that like the tempo there to be truly chill. Wow. Uh, I don't know what it is about San Diego. It's like the. It's like the beach vibe is inescapable. Yeah, I mean, they force it down your throat practically. They do. It's just wickedly chill. (laughs) I want to know why you hate San Diego. That's cool. I mean... Personal experiences? Yeah, but but then I've gone back a couple times to do comedy or something, and I feel so hostile toward it. And then every time it's like a new relearning, like, no one here terrorized me. It was fine. I mean, I guess I was like maybe just high school malaise or it's something. It's probably the bro. Because there isn't a, a deep bro Very culture bro-y. there. Very bro. But sometimes I find because I went to Florida State University. Yeah. Golden Knolls. Oh yeah. Uh, great school, great great town. But that place was for me. I was like, oh man, everyone here, it's ninety percent square. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it sucks, but it's also great because oh, you can pick out. Yeah, what you what you're interested in very easily. Yeah, same as San Diego. I'll say. Yeah, I guess I kind of like like that. It's kind of nice in that I think uh, like going to shows and stuff Mm -hmm. was fun. You know, you'd find yeah if you spot someone through the through the crowd of of bros, um, you know, you have a connection. But I think it's just really it's really Republican. It's super conservative. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they have like a huge military base there. Mm So not to not to get political, but not you know, to, not to get political, but go for it. But, get political. <laughs> well, that's what I do. You're talking you know? about going to shows there a lot. Mm-hmm. Of course, the internet's not working right now. It'll it'll come back online. I have faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, I can use my phone, and it has. Yeah. Uh, I can use the LTE connection. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so you got you, you. What what got you into like music big time? Oh, music big time. Okay, here we go. What got uh, you into music big time? <laughs> Take a big old swig of that calf. I actually took a mid sized sip. Okay. Not, I mean, no no need to go big. You can't take a big size sip with that little freaking hole. They got a tiny hole. You, you're over there lidless. Oh, I got lidless. I'm always lidless. You know, honest to God. I don't I'm like a, a lid either. I don't like a lid. I don't like a lid either. This People, feels oppressive. And you go into a store, they're like, sir, that's lidless. I'm yeah. like, you know what? How about this? How about I just don't fucking spill? I know, but lidless. Oh, Ooh. shit. Hi, it's me. It's Johnny here. This is, uh, I'm here to talk to you about Quip. Quip, they make electric toothbrushes. These are not regular electronic toothbrushes. These are special new ones that are like this perfect blend between a traditional manual toothbrush of ancient times and a new modern. They took the bulk. They took the bulk out of the electric toothbrush and added the beauty. That's all I'll say for it. Okay, here's the deal. Oprah loves this shit, so you know it's good. All, I can tell you about all this crap that's like, oh, it's, it's this, it's this, this, this person loves it, that. You should just check it out. Go to the website. It starts at just $25 if you go to getquip.com slash tape. Right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electronic toothbrush. That's the first refill pack free at getquip.com slash tape. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash tape. That's an exclusive deal for live-to-tape listeners. How this works is... 
the thing about brushing your teeth is you have to change your toothbrush out regularly for it to be effective. I don't do that. I'm terrible at it. Who is, who's good at that? Like a, a, a killer? Maybe a killer is good at doing that. Someone who kills people is probably really good at remembering to change their toothbrush. So don't remember anymore. Go to getquip.com slash tape and you get your first refill pack free. That's right. They will send you the refill. Then they send you a new brush head on the reg every three months. This has been scientifically decided as when... If you brush your teeth like a person who's supposed to brush your teeth, which I guess is twice a day, they say, then that's the perfect time to uh, to replace it. Okay? Getquip.com slash tape. I've got one. Get one, too. It's great. I'm so excited that I don't have to think about this now. I can go back to being a lunatic and not worrying about, is my brush head ready to be replaced? Getquip.com slash tape. That's T-A-P-E. You know, like lab to tape. Prostida. Prostida. Prostodare. 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 So you were in San Francisco. Yeah. And you were in San Diego at the time. And you yeah. were just you were experimenting with all sort of things. Who you were, what you like, what you did, mm-hmm. where you are. And you were like, you found this thing called music. I found this thing called music. <laughs> and tell me about that. What got you in to? I'm, oh, Papa! This is the sound of that's just a little sound of you know it's just the worst sound that exists. Yeah, the buzzing sound. Okay, so that's what I, I asked you before. Uh, we had you don't know this, listeners, because we've taken we can do this, but there was a small technical glitch, but it's been alleviated. Now we're still back. We're back on track and we're smooth rolling. That's true. It was like a vacation. Go. Okay. <laughs> Go. Just a musical journey? I don't know. Ooh. I guess what was I asking you? I was asking you about you were in San Diego, you were going to a lot of shows. San Diego, I was into horrible music. But when did you when did you move to San Diego? Uh, How old were you? I was we're looking at the we're coming in on fifteen. Okay, so that's 16. prime time. Prime time. Prime time for discovery. Absolutely. Like, Fuck you, Dad, kind of thing. Post cure. Like okay. we've listened to the cure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Well, not for me, but I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I but I'm saying. in a San Diego state of mind. Yeah. So things oh, are a little bit different oh, for me. Right. That's a thing because yeah, exactly. I was in Minnesota. Yeah. So I'm rebelling by brightening up. And what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, I mean, back then it was probably Nirvana. Okay. It was probably Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, probably. It was um, almost exclusively those. Okay. And maybe some, some, I was going to jazz. Yeah? Yeah. Already? Yeah. Well, what kind of jazz? Like the, like free jazz. Okay. Like loud. <laughs> yeah. Bam, bam, bam. We'll play some, we'll play some in a bit. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll play what Johnny was into then. Oh, that's great. I'll play a piece of it. Cause I'm not, you're, I'm Just not a play piece. a whole thing. There's no, there's no song under 10 minutes after no, 1972. Of course. Of course, something of happened course. in 1972 or something where all jazz songs must be 10 minutes. Yeah. Everyone must solo for the full, yeah. all the bars, and everything has to be long as shit. We're coming so. into identity. Of the 80s. I don't know. You know? Th- it's some weird thing. It was like a weird, weird rejection of Bop. I guess it's like a post-Bop mentality. Yeah. But also, I don't know. Yeah. But So you're in San Diego. You've gotten over the cure. And you moved there when you were 15, you said, huh? Yeah. So that was like, you didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody. But. I had, I had, I had, what did I have? I had a love for theater. And really? then How did you get into that? I got into that because I, uh, when I moved from Russia, mm-hmm. had to take an elective. Right. Took drama. They helped me get rid of my accent. Oh. And so for me, it was really. Because you like have a, no accent. 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I've never. They beat it out of me. Yeah. We worked it out. Yeah. So they, musical theater or just theater, theater? Just regular. Okay, so like Chekhov. <laughs> right away, Chekhov, of course. First things first, and exclusively. Right. Yeah, it, it, it helped me like get over stage fright. Right. And become the woman I am. <laughs> and did that, so that segue into being in, interested in uh, like, to that, being like a curator of sound, like wanting to find things to listen to that were novel to you? Mm, I don't know how, like at first, I think I just had friends who were into like, I don't know, d- whatever dumb, you know. Yeah. Like pop punk and stuff, which like I was Blink. into as well. Like Blink, okay. of course. And so Vancouver would have been like very like Blink and Alkaline Trio and right. stuff like that. Then we're, then we're getting into The Cure. Then then this is where things really get take a turn for the worse, which was like Blood Brothers. I guess. I mean, I don't like, know. I don't think – talking to a guy who's liked a lot of stuff for longer that's much worse than yeah. stuff. That's just hardcore email, right? I don't even. Blood Brothers, isn't I it? Because like, I don't even. It's like quasi art, oh, hardcore okay. scene stuff. All I know is when the first, the probably the first year I lived in LA, I was driving home and I drove drove past Amoeba, and there was an in store and then people were lining up, and that was back when um, men would wear jeans that were so tight, so tight. sort of like. Like, how is this possible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not just, not like some bigger guys yeah. wearing those super tight black jeans. I was like, everyone in line was dressed identically. Pour me into the jeans. <laughs> Pour it in, got the fucking carabiner <laughs> clip with the keys, mm-hmm. the bangs, mm-hmm. the white belt. Oh, yeah. An essential. And I remember asking, what the fuck? Who are these people? <laughs> Blood Brothers in store. Of course. So that to me. You speak in my language. Yeah. yeah. I went to see him seven times. Damn. I know. Well, this is in San Diego. This is in San Diego. Not a lot to right. do otherwise. So, to be fair to me. But did yeah. you make friends through that? Yeah, I made some friends. We... So you were into emo and screamo and hardcore or whatever, huh? Yeah. Were straight edge? I was not straight edge. Okay. Never really into hardcore right. proper, the I high, guess. High kicks. Never into high kicks. <laughs> <laughs> no. right. But yeah, big, big uh, hardcore straight edge scene mm-hmm. in San Diego. Man. Then I got into like, uh, I guess m- instrumental, like all those like Pelican and Red Sparrows and it's like Tortoise maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So like post rock. Yeah, post rock stuff. But how? What got you into this stuff in San Diego? Going to shows. Well, I, think. I guess what I'm asking for is like, what's the inciting incident? Like, do you remember like, was there? A per- what is this popping? It's probably just something shutting down my brain. Uh-huh. Uh, was there like a person or like a an artist you first listened to where you were I'm trying to kind of say this? It's the kind of thing where I feel like for me it was something where oh this is this is not my parents. This is me and my friends. Uh, Blood Brothers. That was the first thing for you where <laughs> yeah. you felt like oh this is me and not someone else. Yeah. So you felt a lot of ownership over it. Yeah, I did. And I my dad used to be much cooler uh, th- than I. In a punk band in Moscow. Oh, whoa. Which was cool. No recordings. Okay. No recordings of this. You but know. still, just the fact that it exists, it's cool. It's cool. Um, he And I remember sitting him down and making him listen to the Blood Brothers. And I was oh, like, really? you're going to love this. Dad <laughs> set aside an afternoon. Did he like it? He hated it. That's So that kind yeah. of, in a way, it helped you. Because you're like, <laughs> oh, he hates this, so I can lean yes. in. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, I forgot an important step in my musical yeah. escalation, which was corn. <laughs> it was really into oh, corn. Oh, 
Oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah. different. That's a different That's thing. Different. That was the first thing I showed my dad. That's why that memory triggered that. I made my dad drive me to see Corn and Stained. And my dad was like, I'm very disappointed in you. Stained. Stained. So he wasn't, he wasn't like a dad where he's sort of like, okay, I understand you're going to like something that's not the best first, and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, he was, he could have been more gracious about it, but right. in retrospect, why would he have been, you know? I don't know. I mean, that's what I tell myself. If I, if I become a dad, I'd be cool, because I would be, I listen to so much bad stuff and so much aggressively progressive vanguard stuff that I mm-hmm. think that, I don't know, I like to think that I wouldn't be, not not so much not phased, but I would be like, you're listening to this now? I, yeah. I, I've also listened to my version of this at yeah. the time, and then later went on to be become conservative and not like... Yeah. Listening to a half an hour of a double quartet. Yes. <laughs> of course. But I yeah. think if you're just in general a fan of music, right. I think it's much easier or it's less challenging or something to like find value in just about anything, you know? Yeah. Oh, if you're not like, I see what you're saying, not like a connoisseur or something. Yeah. I think if you like collect music and, and listen to it a lot, mm-hmm. I listen, if when I've listened to like whatever younger people are listening to, yeah. whatever, I'm like, oh, okay, it's interesting. There are interesting elements of this that yeah. are, are reminiscent of like this and that and this and that. You Maybe know? not for me, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got, so you went to see Quorum. When did you start getting into stuff that was like, I don't know. Um, stuff that you're no longer embarrassed of. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So when I moved to San Francisco, I started... When did you um, move to San Francisco? Uh, right after high school. Okay, so when you were 19 or 18? 18, yeah. I started... Um, there was a record store right by my house that mainly sold uh, Soul 45s. What store? Rookie Ricardo's, which where, is the best. Where it, is it? Laura Haight. I think been I've there forever. been it's, there recently. Great. I think I tried to go. Maybe it was closed... Uh, could be they now they've moved across the street, so it's mm. not in its old address. Because I went to hate Anne Ashbury for the first time ever mm-hmm. about five months ago. Okay, just, okay, I want to see what this is. Yeah, and it's basically just incense. Yeah, it's a lot of incense. Yeah, uh, but I remember walking home and finding a really good store. There's two really good. Two of the best yeah. are in Lower Hate. I don't think is... I went to Ricky Ricardo's. I think it was somehow. I don't think I went. I remember coming. I remember it came up on Yelp. It's. I mean. He's like he has some of the rarest stuff, Damn. and he he himself is a crazy collector. And okay, like, he's wonderful. And then but you lived near there. I lived right near. Did your I, family move there? No, just me, just so, solo. What'd you move for? Oh, school. Okay, I was gonna go to theater school in New York, and then I couldn't afford to, so I was like, right. I'll do I guess San Francisco is nice, you know. San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. You, San Francisco. So you go to San Francisco, and you, you go to right San Francisco. Ricky Ricardo. So it was hardcore. Hardcore. Uh, soul shit. Soul shit. But that's what got you into. Uh, yeah. Started soul. listening to like just you know very like I don't know whatever girl groups and soul stuff. Yeah. Um, and then. Did that for a few years, became friends with other people through the store. I mean, honestly, just like hanging out at the store. You started buying records? Yeah. When did you start buying records? Then. Okay, so you you started buying records when you were like 18. Probably 20. 20. Yeah. And then... uh, You were buying that stuff. You were buying like sort of older stuff. Yeah, older stuff, older 45s. It was very like, 
um, I didn't really know, so it was like nothing, nothing after sixty-nine. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, just all forty-fives. Nothing after sixty-nine. I used to have a set, same rule, but for seventy-three. Yeah, seventy-three. Yeah, it's That's like a, nothing after seventy-three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with soul stuff, it starts to get into more stuff I like now. Yeah, you know, but like through disco and all that, it gets a little bit. Um, earnest. It gets a little bit earnest. A little clean. A little clean. I yeah. know. I I want it rough. You know. <laughs> yeah. You want, I like want it a little raggedy. scuffed up. Raggedy. That's the best word that someone said to me about. Like that, that uh, Jack Stratton from Wolfpack. He was talking about some stuff, and he was saying how. He just mentioned that that word in terms of a drum tone. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a that's the perfect way to describe soul that you like. Yeah. Because rag. Yeah, somewhat raggedy to me is a very like. It's perfect because it's not dirty. It's not, it's not crusty. It's not like grimy, but yeah, raggedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like that. I love the raggedy stuff. I love the raggedy stuff. Like high records. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff to me is is raggedy. I agree. So you like what was the thing that? Well, eventually I started listen. So I started listening to a lot of like James Brown stuff. Yeah. Then got into like all of his backing band stuff, all the JB yeah. stuff, all the people, um, mm-hmm. record label stuff, then Fred Wesley, and like Maceo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And through that, I got more into funk, probably. Right. And then once I got into funk, started listening to more like just maybe more jazz stuff that right. was in the same oeuvre. Yeah, jazz funk. Jazz funk. Uh-huh. You, know, you could even say. <laughs> jazz funk. It's a blending out. Listeners, listen to live to tape. You don't know. Jazz funk is a blend of jazz and funk music. Um, it's not proprietary, but mm-hmm. some people would say so. Mm-hmm. Jazz being a traditional music uh, from New Orleans. New Orleans. It involves a lot of elements, mm-hmm. uh, syncopation, improvisation, mm-hmm. and funk being... Um, a funky sound, a sort of funky sound. So when you have jazz funk. It's really, <laughs> you can kind of go anywhere with jazz funk. You truly get, <laughs> man. Well, then there was another record store uh-huh. that is now my it's my favorite record store. What's that? Period. Groove Merchant. I went there. Groove Merchant's great. Small one. Small one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I went there. I think I may have bought stuff from them online without knowing it, like through Maybe. Discogs or yeah, through probably Jam. When back when Jam was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gem, G E M M. If you want to ruin your life as mm-hmm. a person who is new to having any sort of money whatsoever, Gem. Yeah. <laughs> Every record you've ever wanted available of for course. purchase plus shipping. <laughs> my yeah, I have to. Uh, I had to remove Discogs from my uh, home, like really? the home browser. Oh yeah, just because I, you know. <laughs> I wanted almost a year break. Really, I did, and I've still. It's one of those things where. You know, if you start to not do something, let's just say, for example, uh, the face Facebook. Yeah, I stopped using it a while ago. I actually, decommissioned it, whatever, mm-hmm. and then I had to log back in for to find someone's number to to get a hold of someone I didn't know how else to get a hold of, and I forgot to decommission it again. But because I was so used to not using it, I don't use it. I don't look at it at all. Yeah, I feel like it was that happened to me with records too, where I. I was like, I got to put the brakes on buying. Yeah. I don't have a job right now. Yeah. I can't buy records. I have more records than I have, literally have, I have space, but not this kind of space where I don't like having the thing where it's coming out like yeah. a fucking snake that's yeah. growing. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, to yeah. me is embarrassing. And it kind of just, ah, it's just too much. I it's an buying. obsession, you know? It really is. It's like that thing where I feel like I've somehow have deactivated the obsession. Mm-hmm. And That's good. It feels good because now 
I can not buy stuff, but I know if I start to reactivate it again, it's just going to start it's just going to go. It's hard because it's it's so fun. I yeah. love I love buying mm. records. I love being into it. I love getting to know new places through record stores and that's oh, it's, you know, also, it's the, the best. The, the process of going there there's yeah. no greater place to be high on coffee yeah. or to be high on anything, really. Yeah. And spend a lot of time. It's one of those places where I think a lot of people get intimidated at record stores. But mm-hmm. if you have spent any time buying music, you realize that, oh, this guy who works here is is not going to judge me. He actually is more like probably less likely, more likely to pass judgment if you don't just be honest about what yeah. you like and Totally. Yeah. Well, and I've I've listened. I mean, like I've I've found some of the greatest stuff sitting and just listening to whatever they're playing. Yeah. You know, at a place like Groove Merchant, where the owner is like has the best taste of music, just sitting and listening and getting mm-hmm. to like, hey, what's that? Yeah. Oh, it's this record. Exactly. Oh, are you serious? Is that for sale? Yeah, you want it? Here yeah, it's it a thousand dollars. Yeah. And there's two. I have <laughs> bought. I did buy one forty five. From this record store that's now out of business. I don't know. I bet it's thing that just moved. It used to be on, on, I think, Venice Boulevard or maybe Washington, South Central. This dude, I can't remember his name even right now. Big, tall dude from Detroit, white dude with, like, shaggy hair, like, total surfer kind of dude, but not. Uh-huh. He used to put together uh, 45 soul comps for Rhino. And he knows cool. all these people who I know. Just like those things where it's a very small yeah, yeah, yeah. community. I have some friends in Chicago who are, they're like... <clears throat> heavy into that shit but he had this tiny store and he would put stuff on where I'm just like this is this is insane he put this one record on by uh, Los it was El Rejo mm-hmm. and Sace Commandos this record from Benin called Cholera and I bought it it was like 40 bucks for the 45 yeah. but I don't do not regret it at all wow but that was one of those it. things where I just heard him playing it and yeah. I was like I went back to have that yeah. yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You want it's beer? The best. Yeah, of course. Oh, if you if you get to beer beer status, first time I the went there, store. he actually asked me to go across the street and buy him a beer. That's the coolest because I had to get cash. That's the coolest. Uh-huh. That's and great. then fast forward, I was in that store a year later with my friend Jocelyn from Chicago, uh-huh. and some guy got shot at that record in daylight in front at that liquor store. That wow. liquor store. It was a gang thing, so okay. I probably wouldn't have been shot. Yeah. But either way, we're in the record store. Like, oh, someone just. Yeah. Wow. It's nuts. That's nuts. That was a long deviation from what you're talking no, about. No, I, I love the whole thing. I love, I, I mean, I don't love that part. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I kind of wait. I don't think that person got killed. Okay. I saw him limp away okay. with his buddies. Okay. He had some friends. Yeah. Okay. But it was cool to be like, I just saw someone get shot. Yeah. And I'm having a beer. I heard it. I didn't see it. I heard it. Wow. But saw the aftermath enough to where that's I pretty. Saw it. That's crazy. Yeah, you were there. Hardcore. Hardcore. In a record store. Oh my god! It's fucking I cool. The, because where Group Merchant is situated, it's like you get some of the, some of the upper hate. I mean, it's it's not quite an upper hate, so it's not mm-hmm. near hate Ashbury. But every once in a while, someone crazy will come in. Okay, someone crusty. Someone crusty. Cause like, a fuss. It's very funny to oh, watch. Man. You know, because you kind of got to let him let him work it you out. Got to let him work it out. Yeah, exactly. You can't put handcuffs in a bear. No, you can't. No. Yeah, you sure can't. That's the name. My new play will be at Lincoln Center. You can't put handcuffs in a bear with Jacob Stevenson. <laughs> it's true. Man, the coolest record store I've ever gone to, I got to go to Kenya last year. Oh, shit, you did? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
which was... I feel like this is a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing, yeah. Oh, um, talk about it. It was, it was great. And I, you know, in, in general, like to, yeah, just like if I'm going to a new place to find out what, what, what it, right. the music that's from there, you yeah. know, and I like a lot of African stuff, but yeah. I don't know much about Kenyan music. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing about Africa. It's so big that... It's drastically different everywhere. Yeah. And like Nigerian music is so specific. And right. And then, you know, this was almost more like, um, tr- almost like tropical. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. stuff that I don't love. Yes. And I think that's okay. It's just that... Yeah. It seems to me the stuff that I like the most from Africa is sort of like Western influence that's Absolutely. been transmuted. Totally. Yes, exactly. Been, been like sort Same. of... Uh, what do you call it? What's it called when something is irradiated? Mutated. Mutated, yeah. Mutated through like this lens of... Yeah. Of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I agree. The, the stuff I like not... African like Latin music oh, is really good. That shit is... Have you heard of that band? Um, oh, God. Orchestra Baobab? I don't think so. They did a... They put out a bunch of stuff back when I was like heavy, heavy, knowing about every record that came out. Yeah. They put out two records. One's called Pirate's Choice. Okay. Orchestra Baobab is a Cuban... Afri- an African, Afro-Cuban, cool. but it's like they're an African band, fully African. Yeah. And I think they're probably from Nigeria or somewhere in that area of Africa, in the Horn of Africa. And they play like this Cuban music, but it's so fucking good. Yeah. Longer, long, it's got that long form sound. Ugh, I just listen to it like crazy. Orchestra Baobab. Cool. I'll, I'll should, I should, I should find one here. And play find it. one here. This is this album, Pirate's Choice. It's the full album. I hear the first track from it. I'm not sure what it's called, but it doesn't really matter. You can find out. Orchestra Baobab. I'm probably saying that wrong, too. Yeah. Oh, I already love it. Even the way it's mic'd. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, this is great. I'm so glad we talked about this. Yeah. I, I forgot about this. This is really good. Senegal, I've been away. This was recorded in 
it's just devastating. It's devastating. <laughs> yeah. This is a super long song, so I'm going to fade it, just because it's like in the interest of time. But that was Ultras Oras from the Pirate's Choice record from Orchestra Baobab. That's the first track. The whole, the whole, that's a huge album. It's a really long album. Wow. But that shit, it's oof. so good. Yeah, it's like that that classic room mic where it's just has such a yeah. big tone and everything. Uh, I want to hear now about something from from Kenya or something, just something from that. I just want to hear about that trip. That sounds. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how interesting that sounds to me. The, 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 I can't even tell you. I can't. I can't even tell you. And I can't <laughs> tell you how interested in. Oh my gosh. Well, there's. How long ago was this? This was a little over a year ago. Okay. So I went to I went to Nairobi, and I by found, yourself by myself. Well, I, I was there for a movie thing. Okay, but I was like to work on a movie. Yeah, how long? Uh, like three weeks or so. That's a good amount of time. It's a good amount of time. I feel like maybe we talked. A little, you maybe mentioned this to me. When we get a chance to talk about it, probably. Yeah, probably not. When were you in? I South? was from uh, March, April, and May of two th- March, April, all of March, April, and May of two thousand seventeen. Okay, cool. So mm-hmm. I, I went, yeah, a little bit before that. Got it. Um, it was it was great. I mean, I I like I wandered around by myself, uh-huh. which was a little bit weird. It's it's pretty safe there. I feel like Is it's it, pretty. Yeah, I mean, compared to South Africa, it's probably incredibly safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nairobi. It's just intense. There's so many people. Yeah. There's it's just constant streams of people. So oh, wow, it's like a, a super weird place to walk around. Yeah, and it's, it's primitive, right? Cause, yeah, because Cape Town is. I mean, it's it's not the third world. Yeah, it's a third world country, mm-hmm. but. Cape Town is very. It looks like Los Angeles. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So Nairobi's not, a little like rougher. It's a little rough. Yeah, and it depends on what part you're in. Downtown, okay. You know, right by the university is kind of where I was, and that's fine. But there are certain areas where they were like, you just you, don't go. Please don't go. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, I looked up record stores. Uh-huh. You know, and I found I found two things. Okay. So I found one. It's like an audio equipment shop. And right. they just, um, they for the oh, there is a guy. The owner would uh, reissue forty fives himself. Oh, that's cool! It was really cool. I got yeah. to talk to him. I got to listen to some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he said, like, the coolest stuff is just going to be on tapes, basically. And they had a huge selection. Yeah, that's of the tapes. thing. There, it was they huge. Love tapes. They love tapes, and it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. They they like is it, it was just such a. What a what a joyous experience! I had quit smoking. I remember, but they're like, "Have a seat. We're just gonna 
I just want to show you like ten of my favorite tapes to have a smoke. Like so a hookah I, or a cigarette? Just cigarette. Okay. So I sat inside the store for like three hours and just yeah. listen to tapes with this dude. There's a, definitely a thing where those places, they're very excited to, mm-hmm. have, to meet a Westerner who is interested in something that typically uh, any Westerner would be openly dismissive about. Yeah, And definitely. this is like the opposite. You're like, hey, this is very, you're really, this is really important to you. And you're, you want to, yeah. almost, I've heard of stories of people being almost like, uh, uh, what's the word? Feeling like, like someone has an ulterior motive. Oh, because, because they're, they're interested. Like, what, what, why do you want right. to know about this? Why do right, you, right, right. this white person yeah. who doesn't speak my language, why do you want to know about this thing? Yeah. Like, what are you, you going to do? Yeah, exactly. But Yeah, that it's conniving But past that barrier, it's like the most hospitable. The most instantly. It's crazy. Because you have, you have like a, yeah, I found that with. Shared language. A shared language yeah. of music. And I found that with record store people in general. There are some people that I like can talk to about music and feel very comfortable yeah. for hours. And then the second that the conversation goes anywhere else, it's got nothing to say. Got nothing to say. Well, or just very awkward. Yeah, you know? it's funny how that can be. <laughs> like, I never thought about that. It's true. Yeah. Because a lot of times I just wouldn't want to talk to any people anywhere unless no. I talked about music because I just am sort of like, I'm not really interested in this the status we're just conversation. Talking, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you, this is your house, yeah. so this is what you're yeah. trying to figure out with your car, or this yeah. is that. Or like and, relationship stuff. There's one person I'm yeah. in particular thinking of who we can talk, just like a record store guy that I like a lot, that we could talk for, I mean, honestly, hours about music and yeah. just be like, this is what I've been listening to. Have you heard this? So-and-so. And then the second that it gets into like, personal, oh, I left my wife, that it gets really awkward. Really? And, and then we we like cut off conversation. You know? Yeah, there's yeah. definitely some, there's definitely, you see that if you, Buy records long enough, you meet those people who have the best collection yes. and the worst life. The worst life. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. that Harvey Pekar kind of thing, mm-hmm. where oh you're just you're just in deep. You're yeah. you are truly obsessed. Yeah, and you have you have a mental illness. Yes. Yeah. And totally. It's, it's it's really sad. Yeah. But your mental illness has created a fucking enviable record and, collection. Yeah, <laughs> Shit like like Matt and I were talking before we started. Because there was a guy I knew in Minneapolis like that who had these all these Bruce Hack originals. Great! Like, oh, I know. I'm fucking know. drooling for I this know. shit. But you're also, <laughs> I don't know. But I want to go. So you, you're in this record store in Kenya, right? So that was the first place. Yeah, that place was pr- was pretty cool. I got some great tapes. Uh huh. But the coolest for this, nothing probably for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the dollars like a fucking red hot sword over there red hot sword yeah of course <laughs> whatever the fuck that means <laughs> you get it yeah. but it was it was so hospitable and so cool and the guy yeah. was like let me you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the store watch the store I'm gonna go I'm gonna uh, go buy you a pack of cigarettes to come hang out with us stay watch the store watch the store <laughs> okay I'll just watch the store in Nairobi here <laughs> yeah here I am watching the store alright um, but then the second place I found through some like some forum you know like mm-hmm. maybe Soul Strut from like years ago yeah. or something um, and they were like, okay, you got to go to this market. Mm-hmm. It's stall number like 253. Ugh. You got to see this guy. I'm getting Kenny. the shivers right it now. Is C- candy? It is like Kenny. Kenny, okay. <laughs> um, not candy. I wish not was, candy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. So we go to this store. And for the movie, we have like a driver, or, uh-huh. like a handler, yeah. sort of, you know, who's like. Because they got to. They, they got to, and they're like, I'm just not letting you. You can't go by yourself to this market specifically. Yeah. Like white people just don't really go there. Mm hmm. 
and he and the, the you know then it's weird because I'm like with the driver and I'm like I don't know that just feels weird to me anyway and then I'm like well, I'm gonna listen to music with this guy yeah you're making someone like, wait I'm making, making someone wait while I'm like you know can I, can I hear 30 seconds of this 45 uh-huh. you know or whatever and um but yeah but all I knew was the stall number I'm walking it's god it's so I would just want to do it justice because all the stalls and all the uh, walkways are super narrow uh-huh. and there's like people sitting in plastic plastic chairs getting their hair done yeah. that you're like weaving around then there's it's basically just it looks like a series of garages you know and buildings next yeah, to yeah I've each been other. to there's a a huge presence of Somalian people in mm-hmm. Minneapolis and there have been to some markets that are mostly Somali, and I feel like I got a, a touch of that. Cool. But obviously, it's not nearly the same, but, but cool, I feel like yeah. you, I get. I know you're. I know you're talking about. Yeah, it's like it's just very loud. It's very lively. Everyone's very close. It's very in general. They're like this. It just everything smells. It's thick. It's thick. It's fucking. You're, thick. It's fucking thick. <laughs> you're swimming in. Yeah. You're touching people. You're mm-hmm. touching people a lot. That's what I just. That's just a general Nairobi I mean, memory. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Different countries have. There's a different personal space. Yeah. I'm sure that's in Kenya. It's probably pretty close. Huh? Yeah. It's super close, and it's cool because you feel mm-hmm. like you're actually uh, like a part of a city. You, you know? always smell people's breath. You always smell people's breath. Yeah, that's a weird thing to me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. And some people really don't, you know. Like I, I had a friend of mine go on tour in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I I can't do that," you know. Oh, because it's too much. Too it's close. too much. I don't like when people are yeah. on, on me. And I guess I'm I'm not really bothered by. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends for me. I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's more. I get I get annoyed when I have to feel constantly on guard. Mm-hmm. That to me is hard because it's just like, yeah. It's 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 uh, yeah. It is tiring. If you bring nothing of value, yeah. I guess that would be the you know because I just I walked around with like nothing really. Got it. Um, what a ro- Rolling Stone! How brave. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so you see, find the stall. So I'm, but the way, yeah. Again, it's very narrow and like from stepping over people who are getting their hair done yeah. to like slabs of meat hanging. Oh fuck. That are being like carved off. So wow. you're honestly like stepping over, dangling under meat. Like okay, this is different. Yeah, it's this is I have not ever experienced anything like that. It was insane. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, "Why are you here? Who, 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 why are you here?" Um, it's that thing. It's that thing. Like, yeah. Why could you? What are you? What could you, what could you possibly, possibly be doing here, here other yeah. than yeah. trying to steal something? Yeah, exactly. And the the driver was like, "She's looking for stall number whatever." Uh-huh. His name is Jimmy. Uh, uh, not it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and he was like, stall number whatever. And people are like, Jimmy? Oh, she's here to see Jimmy? <laughs> and then I get like, I'm passing people and they're they're basically handing me off. Like people were oh, God. touching my elbows and stuff and just pointing me in the right direction. And then so by the time that we got to Jimmy's storefront, he had heard <laughs> like, Jesus like, fucking we were Christ. coming. Yeah, this is too cool. It was insane. And then it's it's a just a garage space with floor to ceiling, just records. Uh-huh. And um and uh, there was like one, like the the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my entire life, just listening to a Diana Ross record, kind of uh-huh. sleepy and tired and kind of high, and it was like, fuck, what a, what this is the coolest thing I've ever seen right. in my entire life. And then he, you know, I was like, I just, just whatever forty fives, I guess that you think are good, I'd love to see. And overall, because I was there with the driver, I could only be there for like a half an hour. Okay. And this dude was like, 
Hey, when you're coming to a record store, you shouldn't you shouldn't just be here for half an hour. That's like that's Jimmy said that. Jimmy said that. And you're like, I know. And I was like, No, I usually yeah. I'm talking three hours, but you know, I gotta I'm with this, this schmo, you know, this jamoke. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just so you know, it's like this is Almost insulting. Wow. Yeah. And did you then, did you get did you get anything? Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Is there anything that we can listen to? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I'm excited. Let's see. Do you want to plug plug your phone into I this? Got one of those. I didn't bring. Okay. A I think we have Matt. Do you have that adapter? Got it. Flying it in. We're flying in the uh, the Apple adapter. <laughs> it's used for iPhone like seven and up. This is a little bit of uh, that's a little bit of connection noise there. This is here it is. All right, there you go. This is plugger. Plugger in. <laughs> She's about to be plugged. She's about to be plugged in. Let's see. Okay. Well, I found out because there's fifty. There's something like fifty languages in Kenya. Oh God, yeah. Fifty tribes. Right. <laughs> and uh, so there's all different um, styles of music according to that language or according right. to that there's tribe. Right. There's tons of stuff. So. This is so. This is. I don't know if it's cacao or cacao, like the chocolate, like the chocolate. I'm in. Did hey, you rip this? Come on. This is on. Wait, 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 she's on YouTube. Okay. This is Kenyan. This is Kenyan. Yeah. It's called the Lulu's Band. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. This is just insane. Yeah. sound, a little organ sound. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. Just there for a second and it's yeah. Louder. <laughs> 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 
What is that called? Uh, the Lulu's Band. and It's the L-U-L-U. L-U-L-U-S, yeah. The Lulu's Band. And then the song is M-W-I-T-H-U-A. Okay, I'm going to write this down because I know people who listen are going to be like, hey, I get hit up on Twitter all the time by people who listen and it's like, for one, I said in the fucking podcast <laughs> very explicitly, slowly, but it just makes it easier to write down. Of Lulu's course. band, mm-hmm. and it's what's the song called? M W I T H U A. M W I T H U A. Oh, that's one of those languages where that's you know that's something else. I'm not going to pronounce that. Wethua. <laughs> Where so that's what? Kenyan, huh? That's Kenyan. And you hear that guitar and how it's really like uh, light and melodic. Yeah. That's what mostly, most of the music, it's very like tropical sounding. I love that shit because to it's me that's, so good. that's a weird blend of kind of like the high, the Ghanaian high life thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not as shiny. Yes. And it doesn't have that, it's got the Ethiopian mm-hmm. feel, but it yep. doesn't have that darkness of the Ethiopian music. Yeah, like Ethiopian, the minor, exactly, the minor. The minor. It feels very, like, a lot of Ethiopian stuff feels very, like, hev- heavy yeah. almost. Yeah, which I love. Which I love, too. But also, they also have that different rhythm emphasis that's mm-hmm. like that, I don't even know what it is. It's like a two, four, or some kind of, it's a thing I don't know how to describe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. This it's a has weird a rhythm. very simple. This is just, like, very, I don't know, it's very, like, lively. It's very I would say it's happy. a happy. Uh, it's, it's really sounds, I mean... That sounds very similar to you know what, what a second line feel is. Mm-mm. Second line is like a it's a New Orleans style of drumming. It's like a called a shuffle. Okay, it's like a yeah yeah you know, like, okay. You know the meters. Yeah 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 yeah. Like yeah. When you hear like a yeah. that it's like a, it's called a shuffle. Okay, and shuffle is like a. Essentially, I mean, if some drummers listen to this right now, they're going to be just fucking yeah, well, shitting. <laughs> yeah, shit, but shitting. then they're going to be like, they're shitting anyway. You're so, you're so fucking dumb. You probably don't know how to fucking email me to express you how I'm wrong. You, you said wrong about drum. <laughs> you said wrong about drum. You said wrong about drum. <laughs> just that shuffle. Uh, <laughs> drum, because oh, you know, all, all drummers are fucking idiots. All drummers are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, I, I love to perpetuate that stereotype. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the one thing that's safe. It is the one thing that's multi-generational, too. I remember I dated a drummer in high school who didn't, whatever, but he was a piece of shit. And then my dad was like, well, he was a fucking drummer. Of course. Did I teach you nothing? You know? All right. Drummers. Either either the best person to watch the kids or the (laughs) worst person to watch (laughs) the kids. Of course. Because it's like letting a... An adult who's also a child yeah. take care of kids yes, or exactly. like a fucking guy who can't even pay attention enough to go go pee. Yeah, like to go pee. Stop pee. Oh, he gets distracted while, <laughs> while shitting. <laughs> I mean, I've known some drummers who are like, dude, you're, you're the closest thing to a monkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you just are living. It's primitive. I know a guy who slept in ditches. <laughs> slept in fucking ditches happily. Yeah. It's like he falls. When are you gonna go to sleep? When I'm tired. When I'm tired. Just fucking sleep. <laughs> yeah. Piss. How do you piss? Roll over. Piss. Pee. Great drummer though. Great drummer. Like a fucking powerful yeah. drummer. But yeah, hopefully that's... he chimes in. <laughs> Unable to chime in. Yeah. Oh uh, well. Yeah. God bless him. God bless him. But that has that it has that shuffle feel. Yeah. It's like kind of rare. I feel like because it's. But people it's have, cool, you know, that. it made me realize, like, Ugh. being there and hearing this kind of music yeah. was like, oh, it's so hot out. Everybody's just, like, on the street, like, sweating, sweating drinking beer, like, yeah. looking to cool off. And palm wine? To this. What? Drinking palm wine? Yeah. Drink, that thing? Mm, I don't think they, they didn't have palm a... wine. That's Ethiopian. 
I think, more. Okay. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I just know palm, palm wine is an African thing. Oh, I thought you said plum. Oh, no. Never mind. Palm. Don't know. Like... I think it's like uh, made of palm berry okay. or something. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like okay. date wine. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. What are you saying? They say everyone's sweating. Everybody's sweating and just like listening to the. Okay, this is um, uh, in my Trojan box set. It says right. that the way reggae. Uh, it's about Rocksteady? Uh, uh, yeah, about Rocksteady, about how they slowed down the, the rhythm because it was too hot to dance to fast soul stuff. You're talking to me about probably. No joke. Yeah. What you just said is literally my favorite story that exists yeah. in the musical canon. It's the best. Is <laughs> what I know it to be, I think I even talked about this on a few podcasts ago, but about how in the summer of 1970 or maybe, 19, maybe 1969 uh-huh. in Jamaica was so hot that ska music was too fast. Yeah, okay. And so they slowed it down. I mean, it wasn't like a... Like a a co- more like, oh, let's slow this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sort of kind of became slower, and that's sort of how evidently how rock steady. That's part of right, the growth right, of right. rock steady because it was too hot to dance fast, to that fast. Yeah, yeah. so that became slowed down. Yeah, that's the best. But you said how when you were in Kenya, how is that? I'm just made I'm, you think about. I just that? mean it made me think about that because it's like music. When you see music in its proper context yeah. or something, it just there's something. Oh my god! <laughs> so she hit the wind. So she slapped the mic. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, you you understand it more. You understand you're it, the yeah. Context. So you hear I to hear that this kind of stuff uh-huh. uh, uh, there in Nairobi was like, oh, of course, because it's hot, and so people are just like, I don't know, just it 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 seemed like people were just joyous in general, so that yeah. it made sense that the music was like happy and right. and and fun and light, you know? Wow. Yeah. And I wonder, I was just going to say, I wonder how, because I like a lot of Nigerian Mm -hmm. funk stuff, and I wonder how that, you know, like, something that I noticed in particular about Kenya is that people are really happy and friendly in general. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe like Nigeria, that attitude's a little bit different, and so the music. They've gone through some shit. They sure have. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Nigeria is deaf. I don't know a whole lot about that, but I feel like I know enough to know that Nigeria yeah. has been some pretty radical civil wars in that yes. part, of the, part of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess you could say about Ghana, too. Ghana's music, High Life, is very, very happy. Yeah, right. And I think maybe Ghana has not... Ghana's a Christian, very Christian country. Mm-hmm. I think they... Yeah, maybe they haven't experienced quite as much unrest, right. at least in terms of politically. right. That other places have, but maybe that's reflected in their music. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. It's, maybe it's a reaction too. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is where uh, we need an ethnomusicologist to come in here. I know. And <laughs> sort of like, Lord knows it's not me. <laughs> look in a corner and blink and explain something perfectly. Yeah. That yeah. I was in there for. Oh, Doe, that's a good voice. <laughs> Do you have that? Oh, you own that record? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He, because the, the people he was. Mm. All the forty fives I got from him are super scratched up and like in actually oh, really yeah, they're bad in condition, shape. of course. But because you know they don't. But you still got it. They still got it. And he was like, anything Lulu's band, look them up. They're great. And then like a couple others, and it's damn, it's cool. that's cool. It was the coolest. Is there something else from the Kenya trip that you want to play? Not from the Kenya trip. Okay. But I I'm da- I have play I put something a else. Nigerian thing on here. Hit it I like a lot. This is a good spot we're in right now. This is like a comfortable place to be. You're listening to Live to Tape. 
My guest is Anna Saragina. She is a uh, shipping magnate, mm-hmm, uh, painter, mm-hmm. painter. Um, a lover of most animals <laughs> most. Uh, that can't fly. Yeah, can't be and flying. she's a comedian, uh, a writer, and an activist. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, and a hacktivist. A hacktivist. <laughs> All right. This is Nigerian. Okay. I'm calling late 70s here. This is late 70s, yeah. Okay. Wanna crank that shit? Oh, I already like the, the, the beat, the four on the floor shit. Look at my man. Buari. 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 B U A R I. And the song is called Advice from Father. Ooh. <laughs> Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Band from the studio. Band from the studio. Brothers and sisters, Africans do that all over the world. Africa rely on you. What is that hiss? I think that's, is that like a, a chicare? That, I don't know. It sounds too... I don't know what the fuck that is. We are the people. We are the Africans. I don't know. I think it's a symbol. Symbol. Maybe not.
Oh, it's the long fade, huh? It's the long fade? Long fade. Long fade. It just keeps going from there. You get it. How long is it? Um, five minutes. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. How far are we? We're uh, four minutes in total. Let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride, Rory. I keep thinking that shh sound is it's like, like a, a. Well, I keep thinking it's like one of those, those Chinese dragons yeah, that yeah, have like yeah. a small town fair when the fucking smoke <laughs> yeah. shoots out the yeah, dragon's yeah, yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a smoke shooting like. out of a dragon's yeah, nose. Of course. Hey, can we record that smoke shooting out of a dragon's nose? Mm-hmm. Buari, B-U-A-R-I, advice from father. Advice from father. There wasn't a whole lot of advice in there. No. I like that. <laughs> well, there's a... Uh, it was pretty quick, the advice. Look, Africa relies on you. You, you, you do the math. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't get what that is. This is man, that was fucking chugging. That's yeah. that's like right. That's my sweet spot. This is really good. The repetitive yeah. chugging stuff. So good. Meditative like, almost. Yeah, you're just in a fucking trance of of good. You and know? the sort of like um, non logical or at least non Western yeah. style of layering where yeah. there's a long intro. There's no like verse or chorus. There's nothing. Yeah, it's just a song. It's almost like a like a groove. Yeah, it is a groove. And you're, you're just totally put, right. Put whatever you want on it, and it's like about the texture of what gets added to that. Yeah, that makes it the song as opposed to like, oh, this is a song we wrote. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, yeah, it, it's harder to pinpoint beginning, mm-hmm. middle, end, whatever it is. I went and saw uh, Sane or Soon Kuti recently. No, goddamn, he's so Fela uh, Kuti's son. Oh, okay. But not there. He he had a there's Femi also performs. He's a lot of soon. He's yeah. got some sons. Well, like right, well, you know. Fela, uh, you know, he sowed. He, he sowed the seed of Kuti. So- and you know what? I'm glad he did mm-hmm. because sane or soon, I've heard mm-hmm. him pronounce both ways. That was the best live show I've ever seen. Oh, no way. It was so good. Where and was it? Was, it? Uh, I saw him at Zebulon first, and that's the one I'm thinking okay. of. And then um, FYF the next day outdoors, and it was not, not as good. But There's a uh, Turek band playing at Zebulon next week. Really? Yeah, it's one of those African, Saharan African guitar groups. Cool. I think I, I'm doing a show that night, so I can't go. But what? Gonna, what are they called? Uh, I can't remember. Night? It's the 19th of, of Saturday, the 19th of May. They are. I didn't realize that Zebulon had so many of that type of acts. Yeah. Because I kind of there's part of that place where I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can't handle I know, the uh, whatever you call that. The scene. The scene is no the, the under the, twenty, the under thirty scene. Yeah. Just the. It's it's very hip. The looky loo. But the. What I had known about it originally mm. was that the New York location, they did a lot of, like, African jazz stuff and, like, all sorts of, yeah, you I know. Yeah, I didn't realize that until yeah. recently. I'm like, oh, shit, there's all these things there that I've wanted to see forever and I've had a chance to see, and they're, they're curating it. played with uh, Sun Ra, who performed there recently. Yeah, Marshall Allen, right? Yeah, it was in yeah. I didn't go, but... Yeah, I mean, I've seen I, those guys a lot. I love them. Yeah. So I feel like that was one I could, I could afford to miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw... I think I saw before John Gilmore died, I saw Marshall and John Gilmore. Cool. And that was... Oof. That was one of those things where... Wow. I get goosebumps thinking about yeah. that shit. That was back when... Arth, is it Arthur Magazine? Don't know. There's this big 
uh, it's like a big newsprint magazine that used to have a had something called the Arthur Fest. It was downtown at the Palace Theater. I saw Sunrise Orchestra. I saw mm-hmm. Michael Hurley. You know that guy? Mm-mm. It's like this crusty, crusty folk singer from Vermont. Cool. Have fucking love. Yeah. I saw. I, just, I saw Money Mark. It was it was like the most eclectic, best. Wow curated thing and it was in this decrepit moldering theater that's probably now like lofts million dollar lofts yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. but it's one of those things where just so perfectly curated to my taste like that kind of wow yeah you were saying okay you were saying about the the best live show you ever saw was uh, Fela Kuti's son yeah Who, was, what's his name Soon S-E-U-N or I've, I've, like son. I said Son yeah, Sun Cootie. Um with yeah, full uh, Orchestra 70. And orchestra, uh, Oh, Orchestra 70, that's that group. Yeah. That's like a Nigerian group, right? Or, that's the who Fela yeah. played with. Okay. And it uh Holy shit. It was How big a group is that? Uh like 15? Yeah, we're okay. we're up there. We're we're at 10. Okay. For sure. The stage is full. Stage is full. I can't get on. Got it. <laughs> and it was amazing. Wow. It was so yeah, meditative and Everybody, like, no no one wasn't dancing. There's yeah. no I, uh, kind of, like, no presence of cynicism or irony in the room. It's you not know allowed. What I mean? It gets blasted It's not away. allowed. Like, it's like get, a, get out of here. It gets sprayed off. Yeah, it gets sprayed off. It was yeah, that's how it was when so I saw cool. I saw Big Youth. And mm-hmm. to me, that's the best thing I've ever seen live. Cool. But that, oh, that just killed me. And I saw that band Tenaro win. That's that Touareg band. It's that thing I'm talking about. Like okay. That. Uh, Saharan the guys they wear the, the, the traditional Saharan dress uh-huh. which is like a big fucking like every sheet that exists yeah. white kind of <laughs> yeah. thing fully covered yeah and they play like Fender they play Strats yeah and Tellies and they're like mass that's who's playing in Zebulon? Uh, or it's, no? it's that same uh, it's, there's some crossover okay uh, to be honest, I have real, a lot of trouble with the language. Yes, and it's that's so <laughs> it's so hard for me to understand. I I have trouble differentiating. Yeah, the people, but I know it's all from this label called Sahel Sounds. A S A H E L Sounds, okay. and that's like a. I think it's some subsidiary or like a uh, affiliated with Mississippi Records or like mm-hmm. Domino Sound Records mm-hmm. in New Orleans. It's all that that same group of you yeah. know extremely knowledgeable yeah uh, diggers, of course. So. Man, that do you know the? There's one tape from uh, Domino that is, uh, it's got like a rooster on it. You kidding Africa me? Seventy. It's called like Kobisa or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I went to Domino Sound, had the best record. Exp- this is just become, they're, they're <laughs> the best. Domino. <laughs> oh. Domino Sound is this little record shack in New Orleans. It's called mm-hmm. Domino Sound Record Shack. Uh, the guy who runs it, I can't remember his name. One of the, I mean, I went in there. Uh, was offered a beer, mm-hmm. had to accept. Mm-hmm. He starts pulling shit. What do you like? What do you like? Oh, I like this. I like uh, iRoy, but this type of I, this stuff. Yeah. I like this. And just pulling, pulling, pulling records. He's got some dude in there, some Jamaican friend of his. They they just got a shipment that day, so they're going through them. Yeah. And he's like toasting over the records as yeah. he's playing them yeah. in the store. <sighs> Three Heineken's later... <laughs> I have have a box that I'm like I can, literally can't carry the, I can carry it, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not gonna. And I had him ship it to me, and uh, I was you know it was just like this thing where such a great experience because it's just it's the same. It's really special because yeah. if you're, it's almost 
if you're in not and I don't mean by that like if you're in like you got to prove it and then you're in. I just mean if you're if if they know that you like the music mm-hmm. You feel so at home instantly. Yeah, it's, it's also, really cool. And also, know? that's the thing where I was asking him. I was like, "Hey, can you recommend stuff?" Because I'm saying, I guess it's that thing where you come in and kind of bow your head. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, great things happen because yes. you're saying, "Hey, I know, I know a lot. I know a lot about music. I really do. I know a fucking shitload, mm-hmm. but not as much as yes. Like I'm not." No. There at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going in like, hey, I want, I like this, I like this, I like this. Don't like this. What should I hear that I haven't heard? Yeah. And he turned me on to some stuff that still, some of my like, like Barry Brown. Like mm-hmm. I like, I'm obsessed with Barry Brown now. There's just different stuff that I would have never found. Of course. And I found just by going in and being like, hey, what? Like, throw me a bunch of stuff. And it's also cool to be like, ah, no, this isn't. It's yeah. not my thing. Not yeah, thing, yeah. Not, not thing yet. Kind yeah, of thing. You know? Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, there's I, I got a bunch of uh, uh, African stuff there, and the the one um, you want to play that Stranger Cole one? Yeah, the Stranger Cole song is I found it there. Okay, so I want to hear this. Maybe shit. Maybe then. Maybe now maybe we're dipping that. back into Jamaica. I don't know. We're dipping back into Jamaica. Is there anything you want to uh, say about yourself, real quick, before we play the song? Oh, should I play? Like, yeah, pause it real quick and start it over. About uh, myself? You know, like Anna Sargina on Twitter or oh, Instagram no. or like go know. see your live show or something no, like that. No, no. Why not? I mean... Uh, What's your next live show? Next live show? I do a weekly show with your previous guest, Chris Garcia. Right. Called The Business. Right. And that's at... Where is that again? Uh, Little Joy on Mondays. Okay. And then... This is in uh, LA, everybody. <laughs> sorry, if you don't live here, it's so too sorry. bad. Of course. Um, and then... I guess Instagram's where I do more of my. There you go. At Cash Money Grandpa. There you go. See, that's yeah. great name. Yeah, always easy to, to. Always I always know who it is. <laughs> you always know who it is. So this is Stranger Cole. This is Stranger Cole. I already like just the the certain. There's like a thing with certain music where I hear the the style of the recording, and you know, and I know instantly. Kind of, I'm in. Oh yeah, like I'm in because I just hear what you played earlier. Right, uh, orchestra, right, Bob. Insta- like, just I'm yeah. in. I'm in. Yeah. Of course, I, I, I trust. I trust it. You know. Yeah. Okay. Here okay. So, what's the strong song called? Cry. Either either these eyes or crying every night, depending on the. Okay. Shit, that's fat. Disgusting. Gross. How dare. How dare. It takes a long, long time for you to be mine. Lord of mercy. So don't cry, my love. Life is what you make it. Don't ever try to break. Say it's true. 
That's why I feel like I'm listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone like smashing a giant Heath bar yeah. with a wooden hammer. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> oh, that's buttery. That's buttery. That's, that's real like, buttery. That's the pure scotch. It's so good. Damn. Stranger Cole. Stranger Cole. That, some of that era of Rocksteady or where? Because uh, that, that's probably what, like a 71 era? I don't know what she is. What is she? It might be a little later. Maybe 72. I'm trying to see here. Because that's... Um, 71. 71. Oof. Mm-hmm. And what... Is that, is that Trojan or is that Studio One? Yeah. That might be... Really what's the, what's the label that, say? What's the record label? The label on, the, on, on YouTube is wrong. It's wrong, is yeah, it? That's not the right one. I wonder. Because I just wonder who's on organ there. Because that shit's got that... So kind of doesn't matter because all those fuckers were just like... Mm-hmm. Just heavyweights. That tone. This guy got. I have one record by him. Stranger Cole. Yeah, and he is. It. He's a. He's a tough one because. Then he got very, very religious. Yeah. So there's like a like a couple of really good things. Yeah. And then and then we get into like contemporary reggae and weird. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, that's the thing about reggae. I guess a lot of that uh, music like that, where sometimes I find myself listening to something that I musically can't. Um, can't step away from, but with a message that I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know if I agree about uh, how uh, how you feel about your wife. <laughs> oh, oh like, with with a lot of that stuff. But oh, it's yeah. like a thing where, it, well, of course, I can't I go back in time. Yeah, and so it's just like a, it's almost just like a you just have to live with this this thing. Yeah, it's attached to well, it. certain countries too. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's just uh, there's a, there's a lot you you got to be like uh, it's, it's it's not for me, but it's uh, not for you. And also, it's a thing where I guess you kind of can't blame, yeah, those countries for having certain backward notions because yeah, it's just things things aren't like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Like you come to America, you're just <sighs> yeah, 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 you can, exactly. You, you can relax. I mean, in in Kenya, you know, like a, a pretty big topic of conversation that we got into with like whatever the people we met was like mm-hmm. uh certain we shot with this one tribe the Maasai right. tribe and they do female circumcision right. still yeah and um a lot of kenyan people are christian now yeah and are very anti and it was like a very big point very anti female circumcision circumcision yeah okay. exactly and so the government tried to ban it and the Maasai like are legally not allowed to do that it doesn't stop them. Uh, but it doesn't stop them, and they do it. And it was I didn't like, know that was a Maasai thing. It's, uh, yeah, they do it. Because, like, the Maasai people are like, it's like, if you think of, it's what people always, if you see it, a fucking McDonald's commercial. Yeah. That's who you see in Africa. Yeah. Very tall, thin spears. Yeah. 
And they're uh, also really like, I was told cattle like, shepherds, right? Yeah, and they love their cows, yeah. and they like very happy, very happy people. Um, I was told that like sometimes if you're living in Kenya, you have grass in your backyard. Sometimes you'll just wake up, look in your backyard, and the Messiah will be there, letting their cows oh. feed. And there's like an understanding that you just let them, you know, yeah. and then it's like. They're friendly. They care about their cows. They love them a lot. Yeah, there's this thing going on. But then there's, you know, that. And, uh, you know, so it's, uh, I don't mean, what's it called when it's like geographic or cultural? I forget what the word is when you're like, well, I don't live there and I don't understand, so I I shouldn't think about it at all. Oh, there's a word for that? Yeah, there's like a Sam Harris buzzword. It's like anachronism, but not... It is. What is it? It's not cultural. Like, uh, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember but it's the Sam thought. Harris thing he talks about? Yeah, he talks about it. Where, I mean, he talks about I'm not here to, to no, talk Sam Harris. I'm just interested. You know? cause I, it's but like, I, he'll talk about, like, uh, how uh, he'll talk about Islam a lot and right. how we think, like, we there's some again i'm gonna butcher this so i don't know butcher it uh you know where we're like well we don't understand so it's okay that they do xyz and then he would argue that it's not okay that we do all oh, right my ex-boyfriend listened to a lot of sam harris got okay. it <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's kind of thing where i feel i'm always writing yeah i can see both sides of it and i kind of feel like ultimately maybe it doesn't really matter because yeah there's nothing that anyone can do about it other than not do it yourself. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you watch your side of the street. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. That's it. Be great. I don't know. That has to be it. I just wanted to say that. I wanted to be as anticlimactic as humanly possible. Well, what should we end with? We should end out with a song. Um, can you pass that? Pass that duchy oh, yeah. upon the left hand side. I'm gonna play a track. I guess I just want to play another track from this freaking Patrick Cowley shit. It's so good. It's I'm so, so fucking good. Happy that that's what this you're This is playing. from Afternooners. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Enter Sarah Jeter. Enter Sarah Jeter. Enter Sarah Jeter. Find her. Do her. Love her. Get her. her. Get it done. Find it good. This is a song called Surfside Sex. He has a bunch of songs that are about like doing stuff by the sea. Mm-hmm. He has one that's called um, Sea Pup. Sea pup. He's a little bit of a sea pup. <laughs> Leather bound. Man, this guy's he's into it. Take a little trip. Oh! Ooh! Ooh! Hot beach and surfside sex. Okay. That's been it. Anything you want to say with your voice closed? Inside reverb? Uh, I'm not a real fan of Sam Harris. Them and not like them. I know. <laughs> Sam doesn't really like intruders. <laughs> Go to them. Don't come to me. Okay, bye. It's a good show.